Well, greetings to each of you and welcome to The Shakedown, a podcast about corrections for corrections and by corrections. I am your host, Aaron Dawson. Good to be with you yet again as we, as I said last week, fight the good fight, keep pushing forward, keep growing, keep striving to attain excellence. Um, Before we jump in the topic of the day, Our topic of the week uh, this week, I want to make mention uh, for those of you that are in leadership positions within your agencies or your facility, uh, Nigel offers the Elite Academy. Uh, Class number four is coming up this September, the 25th through the 29th. Um, I had the opportunity to participate in Elite Class two, uh, and I will tell you, uh, it was an awesome experience. Uh, exposure to uh, some awesome training, uh, but most, uh, I'd say most importantly, was the opportunity to sit down in a room full of people literally from around the country uh, who do the same thing that I do and that you do and hear and talk and share ideas and and, and, and cross-pollinate, if you will, uh, with those folks. It was an awesome experience. And so, uh, like I said, Elite Class 4 is coming up September 25th through the 29th. Uh, you can check out jailtraining.org, and you can find the link with all the information to register, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that for uh, Elite Class 4, uh, you can find, like I said, there at jailtraining.org. Jumping back in where we left off last week, um, building these uh, these answering these foundational questions, these questions that uh, that keep us driven, keep us motivated, keep us focused, um, so that we're not another one of these people that thinks we want to be involved in this field, jumps in. It's 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 not uh, it's not the better roses or the utopia or the whatever <laughs> nirvana or whatever you want to say that we expected, and so we bail. Um, there are a there are a, a select group of people for which corrections is a calling. It is the field. It is the job for them. They are naturally gifted, suited, uh, wired for this career field. And if that's you, uh, then I want, and I hope you want you to be successful. Well, part of being for of us being successful is is having these foundational questions answered. Uh, we've kind of been developing, if you will, a thought train over the last few weeks, starting with identifying our purpose. And then after we've identified our purpose, identifying our ideology or our framework for deciding how and what we need to do. Well, as we continue to move down this thought train, (laughs) if you will, the next car in this train is our value structure, our value structure. Every ideology comes with a value structure. And all a value structure is, it's a means of measuring what matters and what doesn't. It's a means of measuring um, what carries value and what doesn't. And it's a means of, of measuring what the parameters for success look like. To kind of demonstrate what I'm, what I'm trying to convey is, let me, I, I want to ask you a question. Are you being successful? You say, well, hold on. Ba- based on what? Nah. I ask the question, in your opinion, are you being successful? Because how you answer that question 
will be determined by your purpose, your ideology, and your value structure. For example, uh, you think back a few weeks ago, we talked about developing our purpose. We talked about you know, why it is that we do what we do. Uh, let's say your purpose is is that you need you got into correction because you needed a steady and a consistent job. Uh, you needed a way to provide for your family. That was your purpose, okay? And your ideology is is I want to do my job to the best of my ability so that I can stay employed and I can keep this consistent and steady job. Well, if you are doing that, then you would answer the question, am I successful with? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. If your purpose was, uh, I want to be a part of something bigger than I am. That was your, that was your purpose was to, to be a part of a big, well, if you're still employed and you're still a part, then your answer would be yes. If you want, if your purpose was to grow and to succeed in, in, in a career field, you, know, you wanted to be an FTO or you want to be a supervisor, or you you know you want to be an instructor, whatever the case may be. That that's your purpose, and your ideology is is that's that's the direction I want to go. That's the focus. That's what I want to do is get the training, get the experience, get the whatever, so that I can I can fulfill that position. Well, if you're doing that, you would answer that question: Am I successful? With a yes. So, some value structures, some value structures are beneficial for long-term success and others are not. And so we want to look at and consider some of these value structures and some things that uh, we can use to measure whether or not uh, our value structures are beneficial for long-term success or not. Um, and, and you know, and, and to kind of tie in what we talked about uh, last week with with our ideology, if our ideology is negative, then our value structure, in a weird, warped, twisted kind of way, is negative. Is is negative? Have you ever met those people or work with those people that just seem to thrive off of crisis? Off a chaos, off a drama. I mean, it's like they are not satisfied unless there is an absolute disaster going on. They are not satisfied unless they have something to fuss and whine and moan about. It's like, I mean, if, if everything was going perfect and you had a shift, you had a day that, man, things were rocking on, things were going good, you wonder if they wouldn't just get in there and mess it up just so there'd be a crisis so they'd have something to fuss about. Those are people with a negative ideology. So their value structure is negative. So let's consider a value structure that is more beneficial for long-term success. And here's the value structure. And I'm going to say this, and there's going to be some of you that when I say it go, no, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> Just bear with me. Hang with me. And here's the statement. Consider each interaction as a relationship. Consider each interaction as a relationship. Now, I am not recommending getting too close or too friendly with MS. That's not what I'm saying. But rather, view the success of that interaction 
in the same way that we do relationships. Now, granted, you might say, well, if I'm viewing these interactions as relationships and they're all going to be surface level relationships, fair enough. But the point is, we can judge success based on interpersonal factors. Because here's the deal, guys. Whether we are, our personality is such that, you know, maybe maybe we're not high on extroversion. <laughs> maybe we're not high on agreeableness. Maybe our personality is not such that we thrive and we love to, to be social and interact with people. We may be more introverted. We may be a little higher. Our, you know, our neuroticism score might be a little higher. <laughs> it may be that, man, I'd rather be by myself than I would with a group of people. I get that. I get that. But a blanket, a foundational way of measuring success is by viewing each interaction by the standards of interpersonal factors. What do I mean by that? A few things. Number one. I treat every interaction with another human being. I approach that individual with dignity and I expect them to treat me the same way with dignity. Now, notice I said dignity. I didn't say respect. And see, respect is something that is earned. I respect you because you have demonstrated that you have earned my respect. I trust your word because you've demonstrated that you're trustworthy. I consider you a good person to work with because you have demonstrated that you're willing to step in and do what needs to be done. Respect is earned. I approach every interaction offering dignity to the the individual that I'm interacting with, and I expect the same from them. If I make that my everyday routine, if I make that my routine, every interaction, sooner or later, that's going to lead to respect. People are not used to other people treating them with dignity, especially inmates. And when we come at them and we treat them like a human being, we treat them with dignity. And we expect the same from them. So when they lash out and they act like a fool or they, they're screaming, they're hot, whatever. No, stop. Mm-mm. I'm not screaming and hollering at you. I'm not calling you names. I'm not cussing you. I'm talking to you like a human being. I'd appreciate it if you do the same to me. That simple foundation, that simple foundation will show us whether or not we're being successful. Because there will be inmates that will respond to that. People that, inmates that other officers seem to fight with all the time that we don't have an issue with. Why? Because we came at them giving them dignity and expecting the same. Another factor that we can use to measure success. One is giving them dignity and expecting the same. The second is using Quality communication skills. 
if I utilize good communication, if I am attaining good communication in my interactions, then I am being successful. What does that look like? Okay, good communication looks like clear expectations. When I interact with this individual, they know what my expectations are. I have communicated them to in a way that they understand what it is that I'm expecting of them. And I expect what they I understand what their expectations are. I've asked questions for understanding. I've encouraged them to ask questions for understanding and clarification. When they talk to me, I listen actively and try to understand not just what it is they want, but what's behind what it is that they want. So I'm listening actively. Consistency. I'm not a jerk yesterday and real nice today, and who knows what I'll be tomorrow. I'm consistent. I'm not saying I don't have a bad day, that somebody doesn't push my buttons every once in a while, but that's not who I am. When I interact with people, they see a measure of consistency there. They know what to expect when I walk through the door. They know what to expect. And a lack of emotional reaction. And guys, that's probably one of the toughest ones when we think about communication skills. Because there are some folks, back to the got to have chaos, got to have crisis, got to have drama folks. They will say stuff and do stuff just to mash your buttons, to mash my buttons, get us riled up so that we explode, so that we react with all this emotion. There's inmates that'll do it. There's officers that'll do it. There's supervisors that'll do it. But if I refuse to react in an emotional way, if I refuse to react that way and I take that tool away from them, our communication is going to be better. Our communication is going to be more profitable. And I can say I'm being successful. So I can measure my success in mutual dignity. Am I giving it? Or are they giving it? I can measure it in my communication skills. <coughs> Excuse me. And then finally, I can measure success based on impact. Am I impacting those around me? And guys, that may be a question that you literally don't know the answer to. That may be a question that you're not going to know the answer to until years down the road. Uh, There have been times where, you know, I've, I've interacted with people and or maybe I worked alongside of them and, and, you know, they didn't work there long. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't one of those that lasted a long time and they went on, you know, and you bump into them later and they're like, they recognize you and you, maybe you recognize their face, but you don't know their name. Oh man. Yeah. You were doing such and so. And I was on this shift. And I went, oh, okay, cool. And I want you to, know, I just really appreciate what you said. Uh, you remember that time? I have no idea what they're talking about, but you remember that time when, you know, this happened and that happened and you said this, and you handled it like that. Man, that, that was awesome. That really made a difference. That, that, that really impacted me. And I appreciate you doing that. Okay. You're welcome. We may never know. We may never know what our impact is. But when we think about our interaction with people throughout uh, our career, throughout the last year, the last six months, month, week, whatever, are we seeing some change? Are we seeing some growth 
in the people around us. That's a sign of impact. So guys, are we being successful? Because like we said last week, our expectations are what we use to experience that positive emotion and life satisfaction. And our value structure is, is what it is, is what says, this is what I want. This is what I find valuable. This is how I define success. This is what I'm going to want to attain so that I can be satisfied. Well, guys, success doesn't always mean, you know, big parades and, and all. No, it could be something as simple as, you know what? The last time I went in and talked to that inmate, he was an absolute jerk. This time I went in there and we had a normal human conversation. That's a success. So developing our questions here, what's your purpose was driving you? What's your ideology? What's your framework? The way you view things and what's your value structure? Are you being successful? Well, guys, I hope this next week uh, you got time to stew on it and think about it and get those foundational questions answered. Uh, but we're out of time for today. So uh, until next time, guys, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed.